This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 43. A Davros by any other name. Or Davros. Or Davros. Yeah. No. Davros. Either would either would be a sweet. <laughs> 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 oh. Start! Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe, because there's a lot of ranting in these two episodes. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. be honest. There's a lot of crescendo ranting uh, in, in the podcast, but also in the episodes. But this is the podcast part uh, where we watch and rank and rant about every single Doctor Who story and ever. Love and, and live. Love <laughs> and do whatever. Yeah. Um, my name is John Grant. I am a lifelong, lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 36 years, people. And, and I'm going to give you a number in a few minutes. Yeah. And you're going to start doing some math and dividing, and you're going to be horrified. But that, for the moment, just stick that in your head. 36 years watching Doctor My name is Porter Mason. Look, I haven't been a lifelong fan. I, and I yep. can't, nothing I can do there. Like, I, I can't do anything about that. Can't go back in time. But John here has been asking me to watch Doctor Who for about 24 years. I finally said yes, so we started a podcast, and here you are listening to it. So who's yeah. who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah, right. Who's the sucker here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> each that's episode, right. we'll look at two stories. We're going through 21st Century Who. No, no, mm-hmm. 21st. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 21st yeah. Century. We're in the okay. 21st century. Yes. Oh, okay. 20th and 21st Century Who. Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah, so, that's, um, I think I'm going to switch to that. years, there'll be a new series of 22nd <laughs> Yes. Century. All right. Yeah, all right. We're going year, through 2150 AD. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback to our last episode. That's a callback to the previous episode. We're going through the 21st Century Doctor Who series in order, and then John, acting Madness. as our sommelier, pairs that 21st Century episode with an episode from the distant past, mm, <laughs> the 20th mm, century, mm, mm-hmm. uh, way back there. Actually, it is. I'd laugh about that because we grew up in the 20th century, but it yeah. is actually a very long time yeah. ago. It's pretty uh, depressing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, John, what are we what, what are we to watch? All right, folks. It's the season finale. Uh, this is the end of David Tennant and uh, the Captain Tate run. Spoilers there, but uh, the end of season four uh, of 21st Century uh, it sounds like a real estate company. <laughs> 21st, 21st century. century. <laughs> um, uh, yes, the epic finale. Just everybody who's ever been in Doctor Who, including like janitors uh, and stuff, are just showing up left, right, and center. Um, and obviously a hugely ma- massive uh, program when it went out. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and featuring the uh, somewhat surprise return of Davros, the creator of the Daleks. So naturally, I paired this with a, one of the great epics of Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor, Sarah and Harry story, Genesis of the Daleks, which I will say, uh, I was as I was watching it, I was trying to work it out. I have absolutely 100% seen more than 30 times. Definitely. There's no question that I have seen that story well in excess probably of 30 times in my life so yeah well, so just put that over the 36 do some math yeah it's it's up there i'm excited to hear how the 37th watch went and maybe <laughs> it was like nah you know what <laughs> well basically i just mike just sits there and stares at me because i just mouth the words along with it i pretty much can do we don't even need to do a sound <laughs> clip tonight i can just do it for you <laughs> let's recap these episodes let's go all right we will start with 
the uh the 21st century i'm just gonna keep saying that that sounds fun to me and uh this is a two-parter this is story number 198 of the 295 uh, doctor who stories that are out there right now uh so uh it, it, it sounds like a, they're on the run that are out there <laughs> right now we don't know <laughs> we're trying to get hard, hold of as many as we can but hard target moment, search for them active 295 currently. still at large so Stolen Earth, Journey's End, mm-hmm. uh, episodes 12 and 13 uh, of season four. And then the finale of season four, though, then there's some, you know, we'll talk about that at the end. What's yeah, coming up next? Coming. Um, but th- these came out the 28th of June through the 5th of July in 2008. The summer, the summer finale here. That's interesting. Uh, I guess most American shows wouldn't have a finale in the middle of mm-hmm. summer. Um. It's David Tennant. It's Donna, but it's so much more. Yeah, uh, like you said, we have everybody, everybody in here. It's uh, Battle of the Network Stars here <laughs> in the situation, and uh, and we have a clip. So let's play a clip of Stolen Earth. All we need is the Doctor. Oh, and excuse me, Harry, but well, the thing is, if you're looking for the Doctor, didn't he depose you? He did, and I've wondered about that for a long time. Whether I was wrong. But I stand by my actions to this day because I knew, I knew that one day the Earth would be in danger and the Doctor would fail to appear. I told him so myself and he didn't listen. But I've been trying to find him. The Doctor's got my phone on the TARDIS, but I can't get through. Nor me, and I was here first. That's why we need the subwave, to bring us all together. Combined forces, the Doctor's secret army. Wait a minute. We boost the signal, that's it. We transmit that telephone number through Torchwood itself using all the power of the Rift. And we've got Mr. Smith. He can link up with every telephone exchange on the Earth. He can get the whole world to call the same number all at the same time. Billions of phones calling out all at once. (laughs) Brilliant. Who's the kid? That's my son. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Hello. Yanto Jones. Um, If we start transmitting, then the subwave network is going to become visible. I mean, to the Daleks. Yes, and they'll trace it back to me, but my life doesn't matter. Not if it saves the Earth. Mom. Thank you, Captain. But there are people out there dying, on the streets. Marvelous woman. I voted for her. Now, enough of words. Let's begin. All right. I want I want that sort of rock music to play whenever I dial the phone. And then I'm going to call work. (laughs) (laughs) That is a particular moment of, uh, of, you know, synthesis of a bunch of Dr. Whoever side stories. And it's very reminiscent that particular moment. And this two episodes are very reminiscent of what would come later in, in Marvel movies, Mm. like, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the Thanos movies and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I think it, I will say to, to to lead into my ranking a little bit. It's like I hadn't quite perfected this uh, yet. I think I think there's lots to look at now about how to tie a universe together and do it in a way that's really satisfying. There's it's it's not unsatisfying. There's cool stuff, but it doesn't all quite work perfectly. It doesn't all quite. Yeah, They're trying yeah, to do um, a lot. Um, yeah, and, uh, I mean, and 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 we're going to get to some other anniversary stories and big stuff coming up where they you know they where they start to bring multiple doctors and stuff together. Um, and um, I'll just say that to this point, this was the best that they've done. Is like, 
yeah. actually creating a, 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 we'll talk about it in a bit, but um, uh, I give Russell Davies credit for bringing that many elements together, giving everybody kind of something to do. It does fizzle out towards the end where they're all just standing around. <laughs> the funny thing about it is it's that not bad. I, I bring up the Marvel stuff because um, you, uh, prior to um, Infinity War and gosh, what was the second one called? The second Thanos movie. I don't remember now, but um, prior to those movies, you would have something like this where you're like, wow, Russell T. Davis. So this is the end of Russell T. Davies run almost. I mean, yeah, again, we'll talk about end. that at the end, but it's it's the conclusion story wise to kind of uh, his end and uh, uh, his run of four years. And so you would sort of give it a pass and say, like, look, it's time to gather this stuff over four years. It's like a dozen different characters. That's just hard to do. But then you have these Infinity War movies and you're like, yeah, they tied up like 17 years of movies. <laughs> um so you you do, it doesn't quite get the pass just for the difficulty rating I guess is what I mean yeah um now having now with that having been done um pretty well in some other uh, venues but anyway let's start at the beginning and I had trouble remembering the very beginning of this I, the Earth is do we just start right away with the Earth being teleported is they that... land remember it's the, the they get the milkman out on the street and then they land um and uh, and uh, it's right right from the end of turn left right the doctor and daughter run out and they're like oh the universe right, is about to fine end. and then they get back in the TARDIS and then there's like a big shake and it's a very long pre credit sequence because they get to that then they cut to all the other characters and shows uh and uh, it's only when they then Rose pops up. Uh, do you just want me to do it for you? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So we find out there's 27 missing planets, mm-hmm. right? Um, including Earth. And they they put them all together. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Earth is. And then uh, we find out. Uh, but so much happens here. Like, uh, so then. There's a lot going on. Uh, uh, in, in a continual example of Donna kind of figuring stuff out, Donna does mention about how. Um, bees have been di- disappearing on right. well, the shadow proclamation which is mentioned oh, in like first episode right I mean, right huge she can't right he uh the and doctor contacts the shadow proclamation which is uh this sort of universe-wide police policing yeah, operation it's not like they'd been established much before i, I had no idea we'd never seen them before um so they trace uh they they trace these planets that are uh, these twenty seven that are appearing near some kind of a rift. There's always a rift involved. The Medusa Cascade, yeah. And uh, the Daleks show up and very quickly <laughs> take Earth down. <laughs> and and we and we do see Davros. Um, now, I found this interesting. So you'll talk more about this, and I guess this goes to the previous thing too. It was confusing to me at first because they're presenting here's their creator, Davros, but you realize he's not in charge of them. Right. And in fact, he's not even really like that well. I don't know. It's sort of interesting that they keep him around. Well, um, we sense, yeah, we, and we see sort of the, the beginning of this dysfunctional relationship in the, in the classic story, which I'm picking up. But yes, it is the, the significant thing is that, um, you know, he gave his cells to, they are yes. all him, right? They're all pure, pure Dalek. Right. Because he's um, the creator. Doctor thought he was dead. He's not, and uh, and he—they're basically going to reopen the time war. Um, uh, no, no, no! Finish it. The reality he, bomb. He's going to finish the time. He's going to destroy the everything. Everything but Daleks. Destroy everything, destroy everything right. but Daleks. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's as a we big, heard, it's heard a on big the, plot. It's a big plan. As we right? heard on the call, um, all the former companions are contacted through uh, this subwave network that Harry Jones has. Um, not totally devised, but she's worked with others to devise. 
Don't, well, don't if you catch it, there's a throwaway line uh, that the software was built by the uh, de- developed by the Mr. Copper Foundation. Mr. Copper was the guy from the Titanic who he gives the credit card to at the end. He's like, you know, just go oh. live a quiet life on Earth. And so, so apparently, that's another thing tied yeah. in. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot of everything is connected. Um, so Harriet contacts, and at this point, it's uh, Martha, uh, Jack, Sarah Jane. Well, not Donna, right? No, uh, no she's with the doctor. Right. Um, and then Rose can see it, but they don't know um, that they're, yeah. she she doesn't have a camera of a phone or whatever. Well, it's, it a is. Great, it's a great little line. Again, Bernard Cribbett steals the show in so many ways, but yeah, this is one where she's like... Um, Donna's a like, granddad. Yeah, the granddad. She's like, don't you have a camera? And he goes, no, she wouldn't let me have one. She says they're naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're all talking and uh, basically... Uh, as we heard uh, in the clip, uh, Harriet's saying we'll all get everyone to use their phones to send a, a, a transmission. Um, they're going to use the subwave network to get right. a message to all the phones. Amplifying. Then they got the rift, the power from the Torchwood rift, right, which we saw in Boomtown. Right. Uh, and, you're gonna be, and then, as we know, when if if more than one person calls a number at the same time it becomes more powerful right your phone rings <laughs> that's right powerfully and then if if it's just one at a time it's very simple phone mechanics so uh we uh, gosh <laughs> um so uh, by the way then then i will say then uh rose is um uh oh and sarah jane is going to so the big crossover energy here in terms mm-hmm. of I imagine these shows are early on in the run, so they're kind of getting promoed here too yeah. with the Sarah Jane Chronicles and uh, um, Torchwood. And Torchwood. Um, they uh, the Daleks they do it. The Daleks kill Harriet, uh, but mm-hmm. the Doctor is able to to find Earth, um, which has been hidden in this little pocket universe. Pocket time, yeah. So we do get the Doctor Bat, but uh, yeah, yeah. through this, and I guess that was the whole goal. They basically were just like we need to. Get, I like that there was like we don't have anything for you, but you are back now. Like yeah. so, here now you have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. So um, the uh, you know, the, and basically the Doctor gets back and is like, oh well, we're all doomed. Um, <laughs> the Daleks are here. Um, he's always very fatalistic when the, he sees the Daleks. He's like, <clears> oh well. We're all going to die. That's terrible. It doesn't really make sense because he's beating them every single I know, time. Every like, single he should time. be like, oh, if it was somebody he'd never heard of before, then he'd be more worried. But he's like, oh, okay, these guys. Yeah, we got this. Now, when he does come back, yeah. um, he we have our uh, we he reunites with Rose <clears throat> and um, he, well, he sees her. And they run. Towards oh, is that him. just when he sees her? Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. And then he he's sh- he's shot. <laughs> right. Uh, um, Dalek gets him, wings him. Uh, which can be by the way one of the most efficient Daleks. They're always like, ah, oh, we've yeah. got you. Uh, this just one's just like, him. oh, I'm just gonna shoot him. I'm like, oh, good. Someone's like finally paying attention in the staff meetings. <laughs> so the doctor's hurt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack comes down, uh, knocks out the Dalek. <laughs> um, so then uh, we get the doctor, the hurt doctor back yeah. into the TARDIS. Yeah. And the, uh, the, yeah, the finale of the, the, the midpoint yeah. finale uh, of these yeah. two episodes is the doctor begins to regenerate, which would yeah. make sense because it's the end of the season. Right. Now, so, so let's, let's pause for a second here because there'd be a week between these episodes. Yeah. This was a huge surprise. So we knew 
that uh, so by this time we knew Tennant was leaving. Uh, we did not know Matt Smith had been cast yet. Um, I don't believe. Okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, we didn't. No one knew who the doctor was going to be. So this cliffhanger goes out uh, and blindsided everybody, right? Uh, and um, there was it was huge. Like there was like newspapers were like covering it to speculate on who the because they're like, oh wait, has there been a surprise? Did they cast? The doctor, um, uh, a new doctor, and surprise everybody. And, you know, there'd never been a surprise regeneration, I guess, except the first one, because nobody knew <laughs> what was going to happen. But other than that, there'd never been a surprise regeneration. Uh, and um, uh, so, yeah, this is massive. And I believe Journey's End was number one uh, uh, in the ratings. Um uh, when it was when it was broadcast, because I, I think because everybody was like, oh, well, we're going to find out who the new doctor is. And it was all very exciting uh, and huge buildup. And, you know, we all had a week to speculate. The internet was rife with speculation, uh, and obviously, it's going to be clearly this is a huge plot point, and it was going to be a major aspect <laughs> of the next <Right>. episode. <laughs> so, um, within moments of the beginning of the next episode, he just stops regenerating, mm. and in something I did, honestly didn't notice at that moment, uh, but then it uh, becomes big at the end of the episode is he does so by transferring the energy yeah. into the severed hand as you remember right. from the episode back with with captain jack where he had this severed hand following him around that comes into play in a big way <laughs> later on <laughs> but yes he immediately stops regenerating um and he's kind of healed but he still looks the same um and then in in the meantime and also in a rapid clip being in this episode you know, Mickey comes back. Uh, Sarah Jane gets Brandon, saved. Like Mickey, all this stuff is happening. Mickey and Jackie. Jackie too. Jackie's back. Right, right, right. Who, by the way, were off in another dimension. Now they're yeah. not back with Rose. Well, they followed her back, I think. Using the same it's tech. still that Rose, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they, okay. yeah, it sort of alluded to the, you know, like, oh, well, yeah, we were, I wasn't just going to let you do this by yourself. And they come, just happen to show up and rescue Sarah Jane. And okay. Mickey, remember, knew Sarah. I don't think Jackie did, but Mickey did. So he right, right, right. There. So yeah. So the TARDIS is on the Dalek ship mm. now with um with every so like everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Jane, Mickey, Jackie. It's it's really quite a crew. Yeah. Um, Rose, yes, and then yeah. definitely Donna. Donna's and, in the TARDIS. Uh, okay. Uh, they they go inside. Um, but Donna. Uh, it. I forget why she gets left behind, or the doctor kind of pushes her back. The in TARDIS there? closes. The door closes. I think it's sort of assumed. Sort of that keeps it, her, right? Yeah, the TARDIS kind of does it because she's also she's she's acting all spacey, right? She's like hearing something because of of the. Uh, yeah. I guess time is. I don't. I guess time. That, so yeah, that's well, my explanation. <laughs> so they're out there, and again, the dogs. Now that one dog who has actually had it had his stuff together and just shot immediately. Yeah. That's not the dogs on the ship. Yeah, they just want to talk and down. talk and talk. <laughs> and so they're talking and, and, and things like this. Meanwhile, back on the ship, um, Donna touches the regenerated, uh, the the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, the timing of this uh, happens at the time, but basically a new doctor forms. Right. Um, which is quite a surprise. Yeah. And yeah. it's sort of, it's Dr. Donna. It's kind right. of uh, uses Donna's energy. And, and Tim Tim does a very good job, uh, yeah, with her vo- vocal inflections and stuff like that. It's pretty good. It's and then funny. later we get Donna Doctor, yeah, doing and it, she yeah. does 
similar thing. Now, by the way, the, in the in the whole, so we have the crazy Dalek. Uh, did you catch which one that was? The one that's it's weird and making all the predictions. That's Khan from the Manhattan episode. Remember at the end? Oh like, yes. That was like emergency time shift, and then that, and then apparently so he's that really all led to like every episode. Yeah, almost. everybody's back. So, and then we find out what you mentioned before, a reality bomb, which is going to destroy all the matter in the universe, of course, except Dalek matter somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, Martha, uh, you know, Martha checks in to say, (laughs) I might just destroy the earth. What do you think about that? Actually, she doesn't want to, but she mentions there's this, there's this uh, plan to destroy the earth basically when doing so would be in the best interest of the universe um, and the earth is doomed. Um, so that's on the table. <laughs> so that might happen. <laughs> that's out there. Um, the the Supreme Dalek. Um, uh, uh, we get to see, which is cool. Um, and, yeah, the red and guy. Br- brings the folks. Um, in front of because well, Sarah's uh, also got like Jack and Sarah have the warp star. They they threaten to blow everything up too. Remember, so everybody's threatening to kill everybody, and it's a very exciting tense standoff. And then they're like, "Nap, beam them all here," and then they all get <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So now, uh, what we have <laughs> is we got then we got two doctors, yeah, and then we also have uh, then we also have Doc Donna Doctor, right, right, and uh, again as we saw from from turn left, uh, we sort of imbue Donna with the confidence and and smarts to say like no, actually Donna. You can solve all this because in the meantime, while there's interrogation, both doctors are essentially taken out. I forget yeah. one is uh, uh, the, the, the original one is just trapped. He's been arrested in like and a force field or something. Shoots him with the little finger bolt, right? Thing, yeah. So, uh, right, and I guess he's referred to. I'm reading here as the meta crisis doctor, but I call him Doctor Donna mm-hmm. um, or Donna Doctor. I don't know whichever's less confusing or more confusing. Um, <laughs> so. Donna basically checks in and dispatches with the entire Dalek race right. pretty just handily. Just through Technobabble, just being like... Which is great. And then, so, and like we said before, this is the moment where she does a really good job of doing Tenant. Like, she's yeah. doing right. that. Um, So, I'm not as interested in how she solves all that. I'm more interested in what happens after that. So, she does. And the, yeah. the Earth is saved and the Tard- and the, the Daleks... Oh, my God. Who would have thought the Daleks are <laughs> defeated? Um... And Except I hope the one Dalek who shot him the first time is like, Re- really, everybody? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you should get promoted. And then I like how they they, they literally like tow the earth around, which yes. I think is fun. Yeah. In the, the physics with the are challenging, <clears throat> including uh, with a little cameo appearance by K-9. I'm sure you punched the air. K-9 also. Check like, there he is. There he is. <clears throat> so what I'm more interested in is the end where we've got to sort out everybody like where's it what's everybody doing now where are we all going and this is definitely one of those where as we've had repeatedly in uh the russell t davis years especially increasingly but now it's just like all out it's like so how does earth deal with all this because nothing was like a race like this happened like earth was moved to a interdimensional rift and 27 other planets were in the sky and now it's been towed back by the tardis invaded and 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 it's like the towing the, everybody's like you see all the, the guest cast like you know under their tables and things it looks like a very serious earthquake is happening which you yeah. think would kill a lot of people <laughs> but it's a joyful TARDIS scene so what are you gonna do so let's talk about what happens Sarah Jane she just goes home and 
continues on her series yeah, for another season and a half or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Martha and Mickey, uh, they leave with Jack. So yeah. now Martha and, and but Jack's not doing Torchwood stuff, right? So they're just they're kind of well, going so, off and becoming a gang on their own. Well, so so um, Ma- Martha uh, was supposed to, I think, become a regular on Torchwood. I think she just does a couple se- a couple episode arc on Torchwood. Um, what about Mickey? Uh, I don't remember if he was supposed to go there. Well, he went and he was in Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. Uh, oh, so. good. Okay, that makes sense. Continuity-wise, <laughs> that, that checks out. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't... Um, um, it was definitely supposed to. I think. I think she may have. There was talk that she was going to become a regular on Tortured, but I think then uh, she got the some other, or she was doing some other stuff. She's a very busy actress. Um, yeah. They have actually just announced, by the way, a spinoff series on Big Finish for her. So she's actually doing a, oh, a wow. series of, of the Lost Year when she was um, uh, she was wandering around Earth uh, um, when the master and Freema Agnes signed yeah, on to do it. Yeah, she's doing it, and um, uh, Marina Sirtis, uh, Counselor Troy, is one of the leads oh, in it. Wow. Not. It would be terrible if it's just the character of Counselor Trying. She's like, I feel you're upset. <laughs> it's, it's her as some other actors. Well, anyway, they become a little yeah. group. Little so they group off. Yep. Um, and then, so well, which means Mickey's... Back. That's a big, right? Mickey was in the other dimension. He's now like, yeah, I had a good time right. in that dimension, but now I'm back in this dimension now. And she's like, okay, fine. And I thought Martha was like about to get married, but anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the doctor... Uh, is taking Rose and Jackie back to their parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> this is kind of funny to me because it gets into sort of agency between this copy of a doctor and the doctor where the doctor's sort of like, you go there, you go with him. And it's like, well, you can't order <laughs> this as a person. But ultimately the copy doctor, the, mm. do- the doctor Donna is basically like thrown to Rose is like, here, you yeah. get this one. <laughs> And he's going to die. It's like, oh, he's only going to live one life. Right, right. So we find out that he, because he's mixed with like human DNA or energy or whatever, will just live out a lifetime. And so basically that's what was killing him about ever being in love with Rose is that he, she'll die. Watch her die, yeah. I was like, now I'll die with you. Yay. Yay. I'm also interested in the Metacrisis Doctor of like, so is he just going to like hang out and make ham and eggs with her every morning? Or are they going to like, <laughs> is he still going to be like a doctor, like want to go save stuff? Yeah, you feel like it'd Unclear. cause some trouble. It'd be a great, you know, if you, if you ever wanted to bring Tenet back as an older uh, actor or something like that in a future you could be like you know what if he what if he yeah. went evil and then started you know and tries to come back and take over the there's a lot you could do with that storyline and you know maybe, maybe, um, maybe you know what bbc if you hire me as a showrunner maybe maybe I just, you know what? i just threw you that one for free that's a kind of exciting writing you get there <laughs> kids that's right so yeah so that was interesting uh i don't know Sure. Anyway, that happens. Well, you needed and more then, closure on Rose. Like, I mean, I, you needed more Rose, and you got it, and you got a whole I, repeat of her final scene. Plenty of Rose, and then, <laughs> right? We got to relitigate the end of this again. It's like, didn't we have a pretty good ending to this? Like, yeah, that was a great tragic ending. You see, no, we kind of. Well, that was, and that was this whole story was basically like, sure, maybe tie up some loose ends but it was also like let me pull apart strings to yeah. then tie them back up again it was them, like yeah. i just didn't need to be tied up anyway <clears throat> um then kind of most importantly here i i think though and the most touching thing was so donna took this on and donna essentially absorbed time lord energy and we can see that it, it is it is starting to tear her apart like she right. can't handle it and so the end um is the doctor 
having to kind of do a men in black mind eraser on her and say, this is the only way I can save her. I need to remove this. And I just have to remove all memory of me and everything that happened here. And that if she's ever reminded of any part of this, it'll overwhelm her whole brain and and she'll die. So that that's a sad and touching end to kind of dispatch of, of Donna pretty severely like this is different than like martha or rose kind of being on their way even even rose being in another dimension like this is like no if literally ever this person hears about the doctor (laughs) can she will just immediately self-implode happen and i'll give a hand you give catherine some credit here um when she wakes up she is acting like the sort of original like she's acting kind of a ditzy and she's just gossiping or whatever it's 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 actually a pretty subtle performance uh to to sort of change back to that character i I was impressed by that it's great it's great and um She so and then the other thing I just want to mention and then we'll go go on to kind of reviewing is and what this does effectively is we mentioned this huge group of people come together. It's like 20 different people, companions, multiple doctors, whatever. And what are we left with at the end of it? The doctor all by him all alone like yeah. and literally and literally every other person in his life he is given a reason to be like and here's why you can never <laughs> contact me ever again yeah. and of course there's a reason for that just kind of this lonely doctor idea yeah. but also it is a sort of clean break of saying like hey all the russell t davy stuff it's all dispatched it's done yeah, like it's slowly getting rid of it over and done with so yeah. yeah that's the end yeah it's it's a good um it's an epic story um I agree. Doesn't quite nail it, but I, I give him a lot of credit for bringing all those elements together and at least giving everybody a little something to do, which is pretty yeah. impressive. Um, I, you know, he does. Yeah, it does run into the problem of sort of at the end, having them all having to stand around in a room together, <laughs> like wait for somebody <laughs> to line. Although it also leads to I do doesn't make it a ton of sense. I the earth being towed is ridiculous, but I love the TARDIS scene of them all flying the TARDIS together. I love the joke of, uh, you know, he's going around giving everybody a roll and he's like, and Jackie, no. No, no. no. <laughs> she's, she's just kind of that's nods cute. like, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's very good. Um, uh, there are, uh, uh, so it does, of course, reference all the spinoff shows and Yanto and, uh, and um, uh, 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 oh shoot, what's her name? Anyway, uh, other girl, uh, Welsh girl. Uh, they, uh, you know, they're characters from Torchwood. Um, there are plot points, actually. So the, the um, oh, like, uh, Gwen uh, and Gwen, that's it, Gwen. Yanto. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have a the little moment. So Gwen, remember, she was uh, the, made in the dickens episode uh but is that just the actress or are they implying it's actually actress. her well so the same actress and they just cast her in torchwood but then there's a brief moment where the doctor and rose are like wait did you ever come from an old cardiff family and I was she's like saying yes. it's her lineage or, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. oh same thing like, oh. um it's a neat little moment there um but there are plot points from the spinoff shows that are coming together here too. Like, so there were things set up in the spinoffs that you didn't need to know. But like, uh, Sarah's got that that warp star diamond thing or whatever that was given to her in an episode uh, of her show. Um, and so, you know, that uh, just neat little things. They, I guess, they little Easter eggs they put in, in those uh, episodes to put this all together. Um, uh, my favorite, however, Easter egg has to be, uh, and this is there's a lot of fan service, of course, in this episode. But as, as you'll see from the classic episode we're about to watch, we're talking about um, when Davros recognizes Sarah. It's just so cool because it just makes it like you were there. And it's like she was. <laughs> and it kind of <laughs> just makes Sarah look like the most badass of the companions. Right. Like all the other ones are there. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Creator of the Daleks. She knows her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, that was cool. So that was a great moment. I, I love for fans. I, I love that. 
Um, Jabros is a surprise return. Uh, it's a pretty it's a Julian Bleak Bleach Blech, I believe. I can't not sure how you pronounce his name. It's a pretty good performance. Um, obviously, totally off his rocker, uh, which. They don't quite sell the motivation here, but if you watch the, if you actually watch, it is based on sort of the speech that we're actually going to listen to him, uh, from Genesis of Alex, where he talks about he would destroy everything if he could. Uh, and so this is sort of the the apotheosis of that, right? The, the, the reality bomb. So it, it, as ridiculous as it may seem like, it is kind of, uh, it is kind of right um, uh, that he would do that. It's, it's an excellent performance. Uh, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely pretty unhinged uh, and, and pretty good. I, I still think Michael Wisher from the Genesis, the better performance, but uh, this is pretty good. Um, the false regeneration is deeply disappointing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> hugely set up and then just immediate. And part of me was just like, yeah, obviously David Tennant, you know, you want to give him a good finale and he gets his moments and acting and gets to do his sort of death scene and, and stuff like that. And I appreciate that. Um, but part of me wanted to be like, ah, man, if you'd had the balls to actually just pull off a surprise regeneration, that would have been pretty amazing to just be like, Oh, yep. Didn't warn you about it. Didn't, didn't do any publicity. Here's the new doctor. That would have been pretty amazing. So it's a little bit disappointing. Um, this is, and this is why we watched these in advance to make sure we got this. Uh, this is, so if you remember when he's at the shadow proclamation and they're talking about earth has been moved, he says, wait, someone tried to move the earth before it. It's the Daleks invasion of earth. This is so the, the implication is retconned here that, oh, they, that was why they were, cause everyone was like, why are they going to drive it around? <laughs> this is why. So they were going to drive. Wait, say in this and, again. I'm, I'm, uh, so, uh, so Earth, you know, he he says yeah. uh, someone tried to move the Earth before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the implication is that now I guess they had a machine that just zorped it over. But before it was like, well, I guess we'll drive it over. Uh, right. The Daleks so, were going to. Yeah. So, so this was sort of this yeah. is why, and because it was again, people always just said, "Why were they trying to move it? Why were they trying to drive it around? Uh, it weren't just joyriding. There was a plan there. Uh, so, uh, a nice little nice little save for the continuity." Um, Rosa, the I, the Donna thing is devastating. It is. You're right. I mean, it's just like oh, I kind of wish she was just dead. <laughs> it's like at least she would get to keep all the experiences. It's a very devastating end for her. The thing that bothers me about this, and I'll talk about this in the theme, is I don't. It doesn't. I don't. What is it trying to say about the Doctor? There's that moment where it's like Davros is taunting him and is like, ah, the Doctor's soul is revealed, and like he's David Tennant is clearly acting like he's very disappointed in the companions for the Osterhagen key and the warp stone they destroy, and he's like, and then they have the little montage of all the people who have sacrificed themselves for the Doctor, including the uh, the the sky waitress who inexplicably did it a few episodes ago. We know he remembers why. Like, and it's just like, ah, isn't he a terrible person? And it's like. I'm not 100% sure I agree with that conclusion. It clearly is affecting the doctor. David Tennant is playing it as if he feels very guilty and hates this is happening. And then they do nothing with it. And then they're just like, oh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> it's just like, so wait, what, what were you trying to say? You didn't quite flesh that out. And then I, I'm not even sure if what you were trying to say is, is correct. <laughs> like, were you, you know, were you trying to criticize him? Because, yeah, he does. He makes extraordinary people do things extraordinary, or it makes ordinary people do extraordinary things. Isn't that the good thing about him? And they're right, sort of right. playing it as if it's a bad thing. And so, yeah, it, it, I, I don't. It gets muddled in the end there, and I don't. I, I it does. Well, like, okay, what, what are you trying to say? Related and actually a follow on to turn left, and I mentioned this when in our previous uh, episode when we talked about um, turn left is that. Um, everything we're saying, this big stunt casting of having everybody from the past four years come back, I get why you do it. And, you know, he's moving on a showrunner and David Tennant's moving on and, and all that stuff. But to me, it also kind of then um, 
dilutes the impact of it's also Donna leaving and that was actually the best moment mm-hmm. it, and and the most inter- actually all of the most interesting parts of the story for me were Donna related of like how she you know becomes like a proto doctor briefly and then the how she has to separate and go behind like that was all the interesting stuff to me the other part of it just felt more like like oh yeah you were able to do it that's neat and and i don't mean to like make it sound so it it was a big task to try to do it i just i didn't need it like i didn't need any of that but i'm sure it's very satisfying to to a lot of fans i just think like when you when you look back at it it's like i don't know that you needed all that like i I did love how all the characters um uh kind of echoing you in the sense that uh when they see rose everybody's like oh her oh you he found you like martha's like oh he found you and like donna's like but rose is coming back isn't that wonderful and like everybody else it's clear that doctor's been harping on rose for so long that everybody's like oh yeah bloody rose yeah, is back are we happy rose. now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then shut the up about was it? like oh for christ's sake they're about to do a slow motion run no hell no and just shut that down <laughs> Yes, that's Alec, my hero. I have yeah, a Dalek I can believe in. Toast to the I, Dalek. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about this. It was a big plot. There was a lot of stuff going on. Why don't we move on to the classic episode? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Buckle up, people. <laughs> buckle up. And I'm going to... Uh, we'll, we'll, let me go over to the genesis of the Daleks. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, this, epic, uh, epic, epic. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Is, yeah. It's not a thing open that I wanted to have open. I apologize. It's, it's a fourth right. doctor. It's a it's a it's a fourth doctor story. Uh season twelve. Um and this actually connects some dots for us because we've actually seen a lot of the ones before and after this because Centaurin Experiment is right before and Revenge of the Cybermen. Haven't I watched both of those? No. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the Arc in Space. Okay. Just the titles. But this is so, so the Arc in Space that remember at the end they they beamed off. Then yeah. they go down to Earth. That's the entire experiment. And they're down on Earth, and there's a little two episode jump there. Then they they're supposed to beam back to the Ark, and they're intercepted, and this is, and they land. Oh, in so Scarrow. I just haven't seen Revenge of the Cybermen. So I've yes, seen Revenge of the, Cybermen. the two before this. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, story four of season twelve. This is the seventy eighth story. It aired uh March eighth through twelfth. I'm uh, sorry, March eighth through April twelfth of nineteen seventy five. And let's play a clip. Davros, if you had created a virus in your laboratory, something contagious and infectious that killed on contact, a virus that would destroy all other forms of life, would you allow its use? It is an interesting conjecture. Would you do it? The only living thing, a microscopic organism, reigning supreme. A fascinating idea. But would you do it? Yes. hold in my hand a capsule that contained such power to know that life and death on such a scale was my choice to know that the tiny pressure on my thumb enough to break the glass would end everything yes I would do it that power would set me up above the gods and through the Daleks, I shall have that power. All right. Great moment. What is missing Davos. in the audio clip, because it's an audio clip, is uh, the, the 
amazing part where uh, he actually snaps his fingers together before he says he would do it. And crushes the imaginary capsule. And you're like, oh, this guy's nuts. What's also missing from the video version of this podcast is that John is able to mouth the words to oh, that yeah. entire episode um, and was doing so as I was playing that clip. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try. I think actually I can get through the plot pretty quickly here. Yeah. Um, Dalek's because- created. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, basically, uh, the the Tom Baker, the fourth doctor, mm-hmm. is with Sarah Jane and Harry, who I, I don't, I don't know. I don't space, remember. remember. Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah. Dr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, they are stopped by a bunch of Time Lords, and they say, "Hey, uh, we we know when the Daleks are going to be created. Go back and stop them." Um, so you're making it sound like they ran into them at a party. Like, <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey uh, go back and commit genocide. All right. Have a good night. So, uh, and they're given, um, they're, they're given a time ring. So this mm-hmm. is a new time mm-hmm. uh, 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 transport device. Yeah. I don't know why they're wasting time on TARDISes, but there you go. So they, they beamed them over to Scaro. And what we find out is that on Scaro, this is before the Daleks are yet created, or or they've just been sort of created, as we'll find out. Um there's a war between two races of people, the Tals and the Khaleds, and the war has been going on for so long that the entire planet is inhospitable. So they live inside these domes uh, that protect themselves from the environment, which I assume they've just like nuclear bombed to death or, or you know yeah. whatever around. It, it, is, it is amusing that based on the story, and obviously you have to, it is supposedly a whole planet consumed by war. The domes appear to be about 20 minutes to walk apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> back and forth quite easily. Right. It does seem they're like, wait, can we just move it them closer so that we don't have to conduct <laughs> quite so much of the war? <laughs> That's anyway. sort of funny though. It's sort of a, a <laughs> it's a, it's like trench warfare blown out where it's like yeah. the trenches just became so entrenched that it's like, let's just make a dome and live in these trenches. And we'll yeah. Be yeah. There. That'll be much easier. And we don't have to do so, so much walking. So Sarah's separated. Uh, she meets uh, some the the muto mutos mutos. Well, anyway, they're 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 mutated. Um, the the people have been kind of exiled Mutos-y. from the war. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's separated. Uh, the w- the doctor though is over here with the Khaleds, and he meets Davros. So Davros mm-hmm. is a scientist with this one race of people, mm-hmm. and he is sh- and they just in time <laughs> he is about to show <laughs> off his newest creation which he is called the Mark three travel machine mm-hmm. or the Dalek. Mm-hmm. And um, one of uh, Davros's uh, scientists who works with him tells the doctor, he knows that this is wrong, what he's created. And they're able to convince the, the, the college like government essentially to end the experiments. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Davros uh, finds out that this is happening and you know he's he's a scientific genius so yeah, he knows how to defeat these domes and he <laughs> gives the other side the the people are under the dome it's not like the domes are attacking <laughs> well no but he domes one around yeah no he, he gives can, them a can, weapon to pierce yeah, the dome yeah. so he, he the gives whole the, of the colored people you would go that far that's right i doubt it yeah sorry. right because he's just mad with moments. power so basically yeah. he's like great i'll just take them out um so uh the doctor gets gets is over goes over to the the other dome again takes the brisk walk over there <laughs> um he's captured uh and is unable to stop them before launching the missile that is going to basically decimate the entire um college race except uh davros and i guess yeah. a few other scientists who are down there because the, the bunker where they work is sort of outside the dome right right um 
Davros then sets the Daleks off to kill his scientists who betrayed him. No, kill the Fowls first. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. I guess he's going to take them out too. Yeah, take them out. <clears throat> and then, and basically, what what happens if we see this gets out of hand to see like he doesn't re- realize until it's well too late that he thinks he's controlling the Dalek. He and he makes like ten more Daleks and then ten more Daleks, and mm-hmm. like, he thinks he's controlling them. And then he he realizes before he can do anything about it that like no, no, you've just created yeah. this kill these killing machines, and uh, they they kill him. Um, or do they, they also? They capture um, the well. Davros captures the Doctor and yeah. tries to get out of him all the times that he's stopped the Daleks in the future in order right. to kind of prepare them to to um, to be able to avoid that. Um, it doesn't totally work, or right? but it's sort of certainly a scary proposition. Um, and uh, where we end up is that he stops the Doctor is able to stop the Daleks. He's not able to stop their creation. Um, but he he says, I believe I've like set them back a few yeah, centuries, right. and he's that'll got the chance. he could he could blow up the incubator room, which suggests that right. And he thinks about yeah. doing that, and he thinks and about Sarah, it. she's just kind of she's getting pretty bloodthirsty. She's like, yeah, yeah, kill them all. And he's like, I, I don't think it's a good idea to commit genocide. And she's like, dude, it's okay, commit genocide. But then he does. He thinks better of it. Um. So and and that's where that's where we end is that he yeah. he goes back and, and he basically he is. He has retarded the, the Daleks some, but you know the mission was to actually destroy. And remember, the the Time Lord sent him on a mission to do that too, yeah, to destroy yeah. this race of people. This is considered um, uh, so Rusty C. Davies sort of retcon this. He's like, this was the first shot in the Time War that basically, right? Yeah. So yeah, you know, this is this was okay. Yeah, yeah. If you found out that you know your enemies tried to make you never exist, you would probably be like, okay, well, I feel like we're I feel like we're we've escalated. This is escalated. <laughs> we're in a new situation here, right. and then, yeah, you'd start trying to kill them too. So that's that's the genesis of the Daleks. Yes. I'm sure you have tons to say about this. John. I do. I this is I love this one. As I say, I've seen this many many times. Many Doctor Who, old classic Who fan, 20th century fans have because uh, it's often repeated. It is considered one of the greatest of all time. Uh, this is written by Terry Nation. Um, there's an amusing anecdote. So this was the first of the Tom Baker season. So sort of the old production team, Barry Letts and whatever, was was handing off to the new production team. So they started to commission some of these stories and. Uh, and you know Terry Nation came along and he said, "Oh, I, I'll do another Dalek story." And then they he sent in a script. Apparently, <laughs> the producer called him and was like, uh, "Terry, it's a great script. Um, unfortunately, you've sold it to us three times before. It was basically the same story that he'd done." He said, "Could you could you try something else?" And then he went back and wrote this one, um, which also interesting. See, Terry Nation of course wrote the first Dalek story, uh, which includes an, an explanation of their origins. And it is not this. Uh, he changes oh. their beginnings. He's just like, nah, nah, I've got a better storyline, um, which is it is much better. Uh, creates obviously the character of Davros. We'd never heard of Davros before. This is his first appearance. Um, uh, and uh, you know, it's, inter- it's a couple. Of, it's interesting. A uh, the Daleks are barely in this story, right? They're actually, you know, not. They don't appear that much. They have very little dialogue. It is all about uh, Davros. This is an amazing performance by an actor called Michael Wisher, um, uh, who is a voice artist. He actually done the voice of the Daleks before, um, which makes sense. I mean, this is a. Obviously, the key to Davros is the voice, right? I mean, if you know he comes in, even in the scary mask and wheelchair, it's like, "Hello, Davros here," or something like that, which just wouldn't quite which, work. Which is recognizable, and then escalates to during his Mad with Power phase to be the Dalek voice. Yeah, it is sounds like a Dalek, um, very famously again amongst Doctor Who fans. But Tom Baker adored this. Um, Wisher, what, what he was rehearsing, rehearsed sitting in a chair, of course, uh, and then um, realized that he wasn't going to be able to use his face to emote or do anything. 
So he rehearsed with a paper bag over his head. Nah. Uh, it was sort of disconcerting apparently for the cast, but they were all just like, oh, well. And he's like, I, you're not going to be able to see me, and I'm not going to be able to do anything with my eyes or face. So uh, he, he, he was wearing a paper bag. Tom Baker claims that he would smoke inside the paper bag, and a little po- smoke would come out the chimney. I'm not sure that was possible, but there you go. Uh, so that's a great story, if anything. Um, uh, you've also got an amazing performance by Peter Miles as Niter, uh, is very good. Um, if you, uh, remember he was Dr. Lawrence in the Doctor Who and the Silurians. He was the, the crazy guy, the guy who ran the nuclear power thing and went crazy at the end. That's him. Um, it's a much more subtle performance. Um, I love how, uh, I do like how the, uh, the scale shrinks. It's very interesting, right? It sort of starts as this big epic war and they've got soldiers in the battlefield and it just keeps getting more and more claustrophobic until it's down to just them in the bunker. Uh, and it gets, and you know, it becomes a very claustrophobic tense story. Uh, and, um, uh, I, it's funny. I think it, you know, it, it works. I love the story. Uh, it is interesting that clearly Terry Nation or whatever, and, and the writers got so into their their story. Um, the end, like episode six, is basically just all the other characters watching Davros and the others on TV, right? <laughs> the doctor <laughs> and them watching them in the office and the Thals at the entrance. And they're just like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, this is pretty exciting. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so they do kind of uh, take a little bit of backseat. I mean, the doctor is, it is an interesting, right? You could, you could argue he's not particularly effective here. He obviously doesn't complete his mission necessarily he does you know make the case that he you know he was right not to kill them all um you know not to commit genocide and uh uh you know and he may have uh, set them back a bit um uh but is does he actually accomplish anything does he do anything at all here um i think he, he just set things in motion right by starting it's the investigation into davros that kind of starts everything and that's the doctor who kind of drives that um which everybody kind of takes very casually it's like hey everybody i'm from the future uh and um turns out <laughs> like <laughs> hey you know, maybe off the rails here and everybody's like oh well that's concerning right um <laughs> uh it just reminds me actually so i don't actually I didn't think about this on we just watched uh, last weekend because chris pratt is in it uh the tomorrow war have you watched this the amazon no I, movie? My, my brother-in-law said it was pretty good it's it's but it's ridiculous in that it, the premise is that there's a, aliens arrive in the future like 40 years in the future and start killing everybody and we're losing and so we've somehow discovered time travel and we come back to recruit people to fight in the future uh and and humanity's like okay and so like it's like yeah yeah we aren't we're doing anything about climate change we're like okay yeah we'll send everybody and all, everybody's dying like nobody comes back from the future because they all die it's it's they're losing horribly and they all come back maimed and we're like oh okay well we should oh yeah we should definitely help more. come on <laughs> we won't lift a finger to help ourselves now but we're all going to go into the future like you know we'd be like oh well, you can all die it's not the future yet um but anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So they, they except for time travel, bit quite a bit. Um, but yeah, this is a, I, I, this is a great uh, idea. Is that this morality play of you know genocide and and, and right or wrong? And I know I think also is an important message uh, to people who are, are are differently able, people in wheelchairs. You too can be a genocidal maniac. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's a good message, right? I mean, you, know, you get people who are dealing with uh, you know um, uh, serious injuries or whatever, and it's like, no, no, you can you can become a power mad dictator and kill everyone, and that's good. Or if the dogs. Uh, take over the earth in the far flung year of 2150 you could lead the resistance against them also yeah. wheelchair bound uh, fellow yeah. i mean you will be totally ineffectual in that one and you will eventually you will die in a futile attempt to use a bomb that doesn't work but but uh, the point yeah, being, but for a few <laughs> brief moments people saluted you and looked <laughs> yeah. up and yeah there's a lot going on so uh, so yeah very positive uh wheelchair messaging here um but yeah uh, uh this story is uh, i i uh 
I can do most of the most of the script from memory. Uh, I've seen it over thirty times. I used to have a tape of it. I, I um, uh, taped it off the TV, like the Doctor Who fans of old, uh, and I listened to it over and over again. Uh, uh, I used to be. It, I, it, used to be quite frightening too. I, I remember being terrified of Davros, a, a very scary character. And I used to have nightmares of, of being chased around my home by Davros for some reason. Uh, um, <laughs> and uh, so this one, this one, this one stuck with me. Um, uh, but yeah, oh, and, sure. and I, I actually didn't mention this is a, uh... It's six 25 minute minute episodes, so it's it's yeah. quite lengthy. It's a long one, um, and uh, yeah, but uh, all very good, very good guest cast. Um, and and but in classic Doctor Who fashion, uh, you, you you did glance over. I'm surprised you weren't more taken by the scene where Harry is attacked by a giant stationary clam. Uh, which is a very good <laughs> that's, moment. That's very nice. Uh, notorious scene there uh, where he literally has to sort of deliberately put his foot into an awkwardly positioned styrofoam clam and then be like, Oh no. (laughs) But you gotta have one of those moments where it's not true. Doctor who, uh, but yeah, no, this is a great one. Um, uh, and, and Tom Baker is his first season of Tom Baker. He's really on form here uh, and, and just does a fantastic job. Um, and those scenes with Davros and him, and it becomes, um, obviously, as we have seen, Davros comes back. Uh, and in fact, Davros starts to overshadow the Daleks. He's back uh, in every other, from here on out, he appears in every Dalek story, except until the new season, series starts, until 21st. So he basically, anytime they meet the Daleks, Davros shows up because uh, he was just a really popular character. Not by the same actor, Michael Wisher actually died shortly after this um, because he was trapped in a paper bag uh, and uh, suffocated. <laughs> <laughs> Very tragic. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Themes tonight, themes tomorrow. Themes in the morning, too. Themes, themes, themes. Sort of a sound themes of music for themes. me and you. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm going to go. We got to go back and transcribe these. I'm pretty sure themes in the morning is a very common <laughs> lyric. <laughs> yeah, I get your, you know, themes are a part of a balanced breakfast themes in the morning themes in the evening themes in the summertime (laughs) yeah that's that's very popular look that is one of those where um when they don't know the original artist and they just say traditional like they don't you know that's just (laughs) that's as old as time immemorial yeah yeah uh look we enjoy themes here on a no not the mind probe we like when dr who hits upon certain uh cultural uh, uh or storytelling uh things that we they use again and again now what did you want to touch on with genesis of uh well, the daleks I, I, I think well I mean, we can talk about Davros. Or, actually, or both i mean i mean obviously the link here is davros i'm not sure that that you know the theme is davros yeah he exists <laughs> he exists that's fine um no i, I think it's actually more interesting because as i was watching these together uh i was sort of thinking the comparison of the two um, is I, I think I think Genesis of the Daleks is about something. I think it's you know it is a it is a morality tale. There is an interesting ethical setup there. Um, I do not quite have the gut. I teach ethics at my, my job. I don't quite have the guts to make everybody watch two and a half hours of this so we can debate the moral. <laughs> um, I have used the uh, that speech that clip in a staff meeting. We talked about working Doctor Who quotes into everyday life and i've definitely made that speech about destroying everything with a virus and it goes over very well that's when no you can casually you. work into most situations yeah. um uh but yeah i mean it's the genesis Alex is about something it's, it's got an interesting theme at the heart of it um and uh well what i like about that speech sorry to interrupt you really quick but and bring davros into it slightly is that he, he's being presented with something and the intention is to sort of uh, look at what you're doing can't you yeah. see how terrible it is and he takes a long hard think on it and is like <laughs> 
Yeah, that sounds great. That's, great. Like, that's exactly what I want to do. And so it's a great you're able to really it's just a great uh, exploration of his character because you're able to see exactly. Yeah, this is particularly how he is crazy. It's like, no, that is, of course, what he would want to do. And, and it, it is he's basically talking about the reality bomb, too. Right. It actually it sets right. up the the plot line from the soul on Earth, which that if it was just in a vacuum, you'd be kind of like, why would anyone want to destroy all of reality? Like, I yeah, you'd want something. But this one, you know, it's like, oh, no, actually, he's he's pretty much bonkers from the beginning. Um that was actually the original title. Davros is bonkers. And like, Davros, oh. colon, bonkers from the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, but so so it's about, like, whereas uh, Stolen Earth and Trees End, I, I enjoyed it when it came out. It's one I've actually rewatched many times. Uh, because, but it, it's just, as I was watching, it, I was like, it's just incident piled on incident. It's just like, oh, now they're here. Now the Earth's gone. Oh, look, it's Rose. Oh, look, it's Martha. Oh, look, yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, and. There should have actually been a voiceover that was just there. Oh, look, it's Russ. Well, oh, this is Martha. Oh, think, about, <laughs> think about Genesis of the Daleks, which is about twice as long. Yeah. Well, um, uh, maybe anyway, but longer, let's say. Um, and one of the things that it does is basically like it does also have a big kind of um, uh, story changing, world changing thing of it, which is, yeah, hey, we're going to tell you the evolution of the Daleks. We're going to tell you how they started. And what it, I think what's better about it is that it's like it just stops and says, and then that's enough. We're going to that is epic. Like, we're <laughs> just going to tell that right. as opposed to this, which is like there's so many different epic things happening and and things being thrown in. And again, there are real world reasons for that. And so, it's you know, it's fine that there was an attempt to do it. But I think it's really hard to do all of those things and feel like they're given their the, like you said, Everyone just has to have like their moment. Yeah. Um, but then it all has to fit together into this larger picture. And, you know, as we said, like, it's really hard to do. And the fact that, you know, the, some of the Marvel movies did it pretty good. Um, it, it's not easy. <laughs> they paid them about half a billion dollars <laughs> yeah. to do that. Every um, famous person know. ever in it. Yeah. And how many probably who knows how many writers, probably like 20 writers credited on that. Oh, movie, I'm sure. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just like I, I, I was just you know, like, well, was one better than the other? I mean, certainly. Uh, or do you need both in a series? Like, I, I mean, you know, is the it, it's also um, maybe uh, uh, does seem like a product of newer stuff, especially which is like you got to keep surprising people. Right. Like you right. got to keep being like, oh, oh, look at that. Oh, you weren't expecting that. Huh? It's like you got to keep to bring them back or to get them into the thing. And it's in so much. And, and I mean, I love I love what's coming up. I love the mess with her and Steve Moffat and, and Peter probably all stuff. But uh, a lot of it is it's a surprise. Like, oh, look, you weren't expecting that one and it's just like oh okay uh, that was pretty cool and that's but, that's what brings you into it and it's not a little less of like oh yeah that's a really interesting idea that i would want to talk about there's nothing right. about stolen earth or jury's end that i want to spend time talking about in a podcast oh wait uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no but yeah. like by piling all that stuff on there it betrays a lack of confidence in any individual idea it's yeah. just sort of like let's have another one and then another one and then another one rather than saying like, I think let's just explore this for an hour, you know, and just, yeah. and just look at that. And they want, you feel like he wanted to, again, there is that just a hint of like, I, he wanted to say something about the doctor and the, and what he does to people and stuff like that. But it's, it's muddled and dropped very quickly. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I kind of be like, all right, either, either get rid of that. Cause it, it made me like, because I, I disagree. I, the hint of what he was going for, or at least the way Tennant was 
responding, uh, I was just like, I don't think I agree with this. Like, I, I, it's like, yeah, he, he makes he, people become heroes. They do things to to save the world. And, and it's like, you know, yeah, I, I don't really I, I hope Martha doesn't blow up the earth. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a pretty, you know, she, her rationale was, remember, was if I blow it up, this giant machine that depends on all these planets won't work. And then you can't destroy all of reality. And, you know, again, it's like David Tins like frowning, like, mm, uh, you know, she learned nothing. And it's like, yeah, I feel like that's pretty good. That's pretty, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I probably want somebody to do that. Um, so, yeah, it is. So that's muddled. And, yeah, it's just kind of at the end of the day, it's just like I, I, I can. The, the moral dilemmas at the at the heart of Genesis and Alex just make it a much more interesting and engaging story for me. <clears throat> and I still think if if anything was said about anyone in the in Stone Earth, um it was about Donna really. Yeah. Like there was there was some closure there. And again, I think I don't know. I think again the real world aspect of this is but David Tennant's end run is ending. Russell T. Davies run is ending. And so he there's a lot of things he's trying to do with those episodes and so he tries to do it but like you're right that that can that is another way of being epic is just to cram a bunch of junk in there and and you know and look that can be fun too because yeah. I, I keep referencing like um <clears throat> infinity war um and there are really i think interesting things that infinity war is trying to say in fact one of the things is that the villain is saying um there's just too many people why don't we kill off half of them and then actually it'd be a lot easier just uh on everybody but um it's also it's okay during the moments of it when it is more of just like a romp and cutting to around to various different characters in the universe it's just kind of enjoying itself and doing that but then it all comes back and fits together later like there's a way to also just have that like throw a bunch of stuff uh you know plot points are happening fast and furious it's a fun action movie um you know there's a way to do that and still be kind of enjoyable have fun this kind of misses the mark a little bit for me it's still fun and yeah and enjoyable but it's but... also i mean it's also wonder it's like almost wonder it would almost work better in a day when you didn't have streaming and dvd and all that kind of stuff, right i mean like to the problem is you can be like hey it's jackie i was just watching her yesterday in a in an old episode <laughs> right, uh, right, right right i mean like if you know yeah if you had a show you imagine the show on four seasons there was no way to go back and watch old episodes there was one summer repeat uh and then suddenly there's an episode where all these characters suddenly show up that you haven't seen and, and we'll see this actually with the five doctors which is the 20th anniversary special that we'll, we'll get to in a bit um when that came on i mean i i remember when that came on that was incredibly exciting because it was like oh my god it's the second doctor like i never seen him <laughs> like, right, oh, right. It's, it's jamie like i've heard of jamie or i saw one episode with jamie and so that was that was huge and yeah i feel like it's somewhat dampened a little bit by the fact that it's almost like you know i, I will compare you will appreciate this i the thing i think that destroyed ruined the seinfeld finale for me was that they did an hour retrospective immediately before it where they showed clips of all the old episodes. Yeah, this is before right. it was all majorly syndicated. And then the, the finale was bringing back all these Essentially characters, that, yeah. but I'd just seen them. Like It was like, oh, this is a soup Nazi. Oh, it's just, that, that would have been exciting, but they'd ruined it by doing like this. Here they all are. <laughs> I was actually going to say, you know, I'm like a big Mickey fan. Like, I really like that character. Yeah. And now, the like, when, it came, when he came back in this time, I was like, Jesus, did you just like, did you just pay him for extra episodes or we're just bringing back? Like, <laughs> I like the actor. I like the character. There was no reason to have him. Like, I just didn't, didn't need him back. Uh, yeah. Similarly with Captain Jack, I was excited to see him come back a few episodes, but it was like, 
again like i i, I yeah. just and and it felt like it also then feels like you're just recycling for recycling's sake i think it would have been more exciting had those other characters including martha never been back since the moment they left the show yeah. initially including rose like all of that <laughs> stuff and yeah. then if it, in this final moment it would have it would have at least had that thing of like oh this is your life yeah. you know russell yeah, t davies like we're kind of seeing all these big moments from years past but the thing is he'd already brought them back like yeah each individually, shown up a couple times right? in some cases yeah. yeah two or three or four times so it just didn't feel special in the same way. Um, and I think to your point, the regeneration would have made it feel special. Yeah. And that would have been cool. Now, obviously, all he his would old have, friends, but with a new doctor. Yeah, that would have been really interesting. He would have had to have worked that out with the new showrunner and figure that all out and these yeah. things. And so I recognize that would have been hard. But like that would have that would have been, really been really interesting. But well, I and, and, and it would have been that. like, a, um, uh, yeah, it would have been just a really interesting wrench. But, you know, it is it's like and the reason not to do it, it's not a creative decision. It's a commercial one. Right. You're like, oh, well, more people, people get excited. There's all sorts of press coverage and speculation about who the new doctor is. If you just throw one in there, uh, you don't get that. And so isn't that some stupid media Throwing in doctors left and right. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Let's rank these stupid episodes. <laughs> All right, John, uh, we're going to move right along here. We have ranked, uh, there's 295 Doctor Who stories. Yep. There are more coming out every day. We're yeah. going to be up to 372 in about a week or, yeah. uh, I or so I here. I'm, I'm trying, like, I got fingers in the dam, but I, I can't hold it back, Porter. I can't hold it back much longer. Well, and for those just tuning in, John's in strong consideration be, to be yep. the next showrunner of yep. Doctor Who. some ideas uh, out there. People. Seems to be. Uh, I could also just rewrite Genesis of the Daleks from memory. <laughs> uh, and I think it's a pretty popular show there, folks. So, yeah, don't, don't discount that idea. They'll be well, like, we've ranked is, you've just submitted Genesis of the Daleks again. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good story. It's really good. We've ranked 84 of these. We're going to rank two more. Uh, I will start uh, at the Stolen Earth Journey's End. I put this at uh, 24 or so. <laughs> and um, to me, this is very similar to, in fact, uh, Two other Russell T. Davies double episode uh, big action movie. I think they were both either mid-series, mid-season or end-of-season enders too. Um, Aliens of London, World War Three, and uh, well, actually kind of sounded drums last of the time, but they're, they're all very similar. Santeran Stratagem, Poison Sky, and so they are they are not all ranked next to each other in my rankings, mm -hmm. but when I was looking at, that, at those others in the context of the rankings, I was like, yeah, this kind of sits in the right place for me among those four or five double episode finale or or big, big moments, which is I think the Suntaran stratagem was the best one of those. Mm -hmm. I think this one is is second best mm -hmm. um, because I think it is better than Aliens of London, World War Three and The Sound of Drum, Less of Time Lords. Um, so it, it sits among those, but um, it's not up in my very top, but, you know, it's the top of the middle, something like that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm enjoyable um and i guess in some cases it would be an enjoyable one to watch again if you just wanted to be like hey i want to remember those david Tennant years like oh watch these couple episodes take it on a desert island be that's right yeah. um genesis of the daleks um i have high i don't have it at the very top but i i do have it uh higher than than that i have it at 16 so okay. I, I still mm -hmm. do have it below just some of my it really just gets into um it, it doesn't quite get above some of my just like favorites that I enjoyed watching, like Runaway Bride, um, mm -hmm. Christmas mm -hmm. Invasion. 
and then it gets up there in terms of classic episodes but the the classic episodes i still have above it are robots of death which i just really liked Mm -hmm. um the aztecs uh mm-hmm. and inferno might be like mm-hmm. the only ones oh and the dog invasion of earth i really loved yeah, um, yeah that was so there are only two or three i guess maybe four classic episodes that i have higher okay. than this okay. um but there are, are a lot of newer ones that i just sort of i vibe with a little better so i have higher okay. but um, yeah number number 14 i have it as sorry okay all right all right um Mm-hmm. You bungled yet another one, Porter, but uh, <laughs> oh, good. not oh, too good. bad. Uh, now, I've got um, uh, interesting. I've got Stolen Earth Journey's End in spite of my just crapping on it for <laughs> 10 minutes. I've got it pretty high. I've got it at number 10. Um, yeah. uh, I, because I think it is hold, it, the holdover in my head is because it was really cool when it was on. It's, it's one of those ones that's like, um, yeah, it's like, it's like it was, a movie it was an you event. love it when you watch it. Yeah. yeah. And then after, then you start thinking about it and it kind of, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. But, but it, it's got a little lingering effect. And also, I, I did love the, uh, the aspect of that, even though it's disappointingly resolved, the cliffhanger of the regeneration was like a great moment of, everybody talking about Doctor Who, or certainly a lot of people talking about Doctor Who, right? It was, it was very big. The show was pretty big at the time internationally, and so everybody was was talking about it. Uh, um, you know, the, the buses and trains were filled with people speculating. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so I've got I've got it reasonably, um, you know, yeah, like I said, it, uh, you know, if you think about it too much, it probably doesn't hold up so well. Um, but, yes, uh, obviously a big surprise here is uh, Genesis of the Daleks. Uh, I have below Vengeance on Varos. Uh, just brilliant. <laughs> uh, no, it's my new number one. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure anybody who's a Doctor Who fan who listens to this podcast is going to expect that. Um, uh, it is consistently ranked as, as one of the, the greatest of all time. I, I have seen it many, many times. And the, the, the amazing thing to me is that I've seen it many, many times and it's still good. I, I still, you know, I uh, you know, was, was, was cramming for the podcast. Uh, and, um, you know, part of me is like, oh, I don't, I suppose I could, I could just... I could just skip it as I, I could pretty much say it from memory. I was like, no, no, I, I want to watch it. It's been a while since I've seen it. I, I get my <laughs> annual viewing in. Uh, Do you think you it, watch about one, once a year? It, yeah, probably. It's certainly, it's definitely one of my go-tos. Do you um, watch the whole thing or do you pick out individual stories? No, uh, you do the whole thing. Because um, it, it's just the progression of it. I, I, I really, it becomes more and more claustrophobic. There's something, again, for, for me, this is my standard. There's something Saturday afternoon about it too, like in that it's, um, as it becomes, if, if I would be watching this on a Saturday afternoon in the fall, it would start light outside and by the time it was over, because it's very long, right? So by the time it's over, yeah, it's dark. And and it's like it kind of closes in on you just like the story closes in uh, and becomes very contained. Um, uh, so it's just it's something about it. But uh, yeah, um, uh, and just like, I think I said, I, I thought it was called Geniuses of the Daleks uh, when I first was watching it on PBS uh, before I could read very well. Uh, and then I got to learn what Genesis meant. Um, uh, and yeah, it's just, it, it's it's sort of the, um, it's definitely one that's just stuck with me forever. And, and, and Davros is and Tom Baker is amazing. We didn't even really talk about it. Tom Baker's really good at it. Uh, Elizabeth Slayton and Sarah's very good at it. Harry doesn't get too much to do, but he's he's pretty good. Um, and yeah, it's and just given one of those the detail great- you just mentioned, this is another one. Um, you watched, you saw this when you were very young. This yes, is one very, of, very young. This is definitely one of because this would be when you know this would be at the height of, or this would be in heavy rotation on PBS. <laughs> um, and uh, so they'd show it quite a bit. And uh, obviously, anything with the Daleks in it was exciting. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah, this is this is just a it's just a great one for me. But um, it, it does. Uh, stand up and, and generally in sort of the the annual or whatever they do the rankings in Doctor Who magazine and stuff it ends up in the top ten certainly it's been number one several times at least but definitely in the top ten. So, well, yeah, in so. our rankings, it is currently number five. Ooh, number well, five. so our rankings are wrong. So that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, well, well, that's in the top ten. <laughs> um, right. 
And uh, Stolen Earth Journey's End uh, clocking in at number 15. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And look, if you disagree with this, I, I mean, there's not much I can do for you, uh, yeah. really. I mean, but, listen uh, to Married to Who. If you don't like this podcast, listen. You know what? They don't even rank. As far, as, far as I can tell, they don't even rank. They just uh, married to who are babbling our- about it. Sister so. podcast apparently is married to who? <laughs> uh, did, we just, did we just pair with married with you? It's now our sister podcast. So there may be a merger and acquisition. We, yeah, we, yeah. They hardly notice us over there. We could just do <laughs> add into the feed. Um, look, you can go to mindprobe.show and you can see these rankings along with notes from old episodes. Uh, how to subscribe to the podcast? We'd love for you to do that. And also, uh, also you can check out the watch order where you can mm-hmm. see what we're going to be watching and what we have watched. And we'd love for you to watch along with us. Uh, You can also reach out. Yeah. Reach out to us. Um, I'm I'm on Twitter at Porter Mason. Uh, Although I'm recently, you know what, John, this podcast has been so long. I've gone through about two Twitter hiatuses. I may be going back into another Twitter hiatus. Really? Had enough of the Twitter, huh? I just need to like, I just don't need everything so quickly. (laughs) You know what I really long for? I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know what I'd like is I'd like a newspaper once every couple of days. That is how right. I would like to take in the news. Like or that's just how like I would watching it at six o'clock at night, right, and getting that. sure. Yeah, but, but you know, I mean, when are you gonna? You know, how how are you? I need to know if the new Jeopardy host is a misogynist. Um, sooner <laughs> rather like than they later. Could have sorted that out before they hired him. <laughs> it seems like a pretty easy thing. Well, he hired himself. It was he's kind of dictating oh, himself, right? He was like, "Oh, I got to find a new host." He's like, "What if it was me? Oh, I'd be amazing." And everybody's like, "Who are you again? And and why are you better than Blossom?" Because I think it's him and Blossom are like the co. It was him. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen now. So I'm Joey Lawrence. I think you got. I think you stay in Blo- you stay in Blossom theme, and you get Blossom. I think you Joey do Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, or Uncle he, Joey. He exudes. Uh, intelligence uncle joey yes. from full house which would be dave coulier uh, who could have a puppet and cut okay. it out yeah right sure jesse was he, the rock i'm gonna go out on a limb dave coulier may be a misogynist too i'm not sure about that I just, <laughs> wow. check that out i guess i would just oh. say check that out before you yeah uh, of course. that is not slander because you're telling you to check it out he's simply idly speculating i'm just stuff. saying like you know before you send the offer letter, like, you know, just, <laughs> just, look into some just a quick peruse through Dave Coulier's Twitter account. Well, look, if you disagree with any of this, email John, John at mindprobe.show yep. or Porter at Porter, my Porter at mindprobe.show. Obviously, if you're Dave Coulier, uh, our attorneys are Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Uh, you can reach out to them. That's an oldie, but a greatie. John, what do we have in store for the episode of this particular podcast? Okay, so continuing to play with the idea that we we aren't so sure. Russell T. Davies and David Tennant, they're gone. It's the finale. It's done, right? Yeah. Nah, no, no. So so um uh, actually this is kind of great production thing um everybody everybody on doctor who was just like we are tired it is it's a lot of work people uh and so uh they just announced they're like uh, we're just gonna do four specials uh we're gonna not do a season we're gonna skip a year uh and we're just gonna do specials on the holidays so they said we're gonna do a, a christmas special uh we'll do an easter special and then we'll do uh, something in november the british don't have thanksgiving but in that region of time and then they were gonna do a double Christmas New Year special to end it. So we're now into the, the season of specials. Um, so they're going to be slightly longer, a little bit bigger stories. Uh, um, but, but it was uh, all uh, scheduled and known, right? The fans yes, were like, yeah. 
We know when this is coming and when it's not. Yeah, yeah it's going to be your specials. We're, we're finding you. We're waiting. You know, Moffat's in his lab working on experiments, trying to figure out who the next doctor is going to be. Uh, and uh, and but um, again, playing with this idea of the next doctor. So the, the next story is called The Next Doctor. So there you go. Uh, uh, right. And uh, the Christmas special, it's, it's teased, teased at the end of Journey's End. Uh, it's the Cybermen returning. Uh, it's David Tennant traveling alone, but with um, uh, is it, uh, David Morrissey. I feel like he's the guy from he's on like The Walking Dead or something. Looks very familiar. Um, and then we actually were to stay in the same season um, uh, with uh, another Tom Baker, uh, Sarah Jane and Harry story uh, and the Brigadier, Grand Return of the Brigadier uh, with a robot, uh, which is going to be actually the first Tom Baker story. Uh, and uh, you'll see the linking theme pretty clearly, I think. Uh, oh, this, this is well. the first Tom Baker. Very first Tom Baker, yeah. So you, you can't, they actually rerun his little regeneration at the end there, and then uh, you get to see him uh, settle into the role. Um, this, is another, this is another one that I, it's just high on my list just because it's, it's sort of vintage Baker. Vintage Baker. And you, right. the Brigadier's, there's a lot of Brigadier. You're going to like this one. I like a that. Lot of Brigadier. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, look, yeah, so. you know what? Uh, yeah. We watched a couple of good. Uh, for for a change around here, we watch a couple yeah. of good episodes. Yeah. That was did us it. right. We've, we've topped out, by the way. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so, slide from here, kids. No, just well, here's what I say. Cheers yeah. to you having a new number one. Here's to yeah. that. Yeah. All right. And here is to the future. Yeah. Let's let's salute the future after I celebrate an episode from 1970. How many number ones will you have when we get to the end of the 275? So you, by the way, I'm a little behind the scenes here. When John was looking at his rankings, he was not aware that he had made the Runaway Bride number one. Yeah, I really thought I was Captain Turno up there. No, you got um, really excited about the scene where the TARDIS is going down the highway. Oh yeah, the chase scene is great. Yeah, you're like number one. Well, I don't want to give away my number one. There is definitely another Tom Baker one that's way up there, um, uh, and there may be a couple in the new series. This all shakes out. You, so you're not exactly sure by the end of it what your number one will be. Do you have a pretty good idea? I have a pretty good idea. Oh, I you've told me your number one before. We talked I, about I, it. I might have mentioned it. Yeah. On the spouse episode. We might have. It's, it'd be hard to shake it. Uh, it's been, it's, it's, um, well, it's pretty racist. Uh, that, which that's what you appealing mentioned. to me. Yeah, I mean, I, no, <laughs> usually my, so my winter. It should probably escape. not be hired as the host of Jeopardy. Is what you're saying? No, why not? I can I could read cards. And tell people no, no, no. Wrong. The episode should if, it, if oh, it's oh, a little racist yeah. in the end. It'd be odd if it if it if it was DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wow, this guy is really mad about taking off the show. <laughs> He's like fine, <laughs> DVD. I'm not that true episode. You draw a little face on it. Like, and then they put him back in the DVD player at the end of the episode. Aw, he's going to sleep. Aww. Yeah, I'd watch that thing. Watch it. That is awesome. LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton should be the host of Jeopardy! Mind Prep Show.